0: Welcome to La Ventanita Podcast. Today is a very special episode because we are recording La Ventanita Podcast in front of a ventanita, not in West Palm Beach, but in Chicago at the Brook Chicago headquarters. And we are in my old office, but Josh's new office, I used to work here. And we are in front of a ventanita that overlooks an indoor basketball gym where I broke many ankles. Hey, that's that's
1: that's discipleship though. I'm just that's That's really shepherding, uh, you're teaching, (laughs) you're giving life lessons on the court.
0: You teach, or I teach, or you reach, I teach.
1: Exactly. That's discipleship discipleship 101
0: but see when i was here i would say i teach i reach <laughs> you preach no I'm just <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying anymore but anyways welcome to la ventanita <laughs> podcast josh how you doing man
1: i'm good man it's good to see you happy that you're back just for i know it's for a short time but it's it's good to see you again and it's been a while since we've caught up but Chicago's changed a little bit weather-wise since you've been gone.
0: It has, it has. By the way, I love the cold. I hate the length of the cold in Chicago, and I hate the snow unless I don't gotta go nowhere. I'm
1: I'm fully convinced, bro, that you prayed for the snow. <laughs> I definitely did not, because it definitely snowed a lot. We had a a, a winter storm, a forecast on mm. the day that you arrived. So I'm I'm convinced, brother, you were praying for the snow to come,
0: man. Or maybe it was my wife. She like she loves the snow. Maybe. And everything that comes with it. But yes. back to the po- back to the podcast yes, at right. hand.
1: This is a podcast on the World Outspoken Podcast Network. Oh, my voice just cracked. That was that was bad. <laughs> Are you nervous again? I think so, man. Now that you're here in
0: person. It's because we're in the flesh. You just feel the, the shekinah. <laughs> I feel the anointing. I
1: nah, felt nah. that. <laughs> the unction. <laughs> Well, this is a podcast on the World Outspoken Podcast Network. World Outspoken has an archive of thought-provoking articles in addition to podcasts that prepare the mestizo church for cultural change.
0: Mm. That When I read that word archive or sigh or you said it, mm-hmm. um, I thought about translating that into slang. would be like saying something like, the World Outspoken has a bag of oh. thought-provoking oh. articles for those of us who are <laughs> urbanizing our speech. Not like gentrified, urbanized, no. No, no, no. but other kind of <laughs> urban.
1: We're in World Outspoken's bag.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but check this out. As a podcast on uh, World Outspoken's network, uh, we just want to remind you of what La Ventanita is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, La uh, Ventanita in West Palm Beach is a place where they sell food, and many times uh, there are spaces where people gather just to talk, chop up life. It's kind of like a barbershop um, feel without being in the barbershop. And on this podcast, we are giving away food for thought, and uh, we want to give you a window, a ventanita, into the process of starting uh, a church, or at least myself, my wife, um, and some of our core team, uh, we we want you to be able to see a window into our process of planting the light, West Palm Beach. Um, and it's a new church in West Palm Beach. And uh, we are planting it as we speak. Uh, so yeah, really, you're hearing real-time occurrences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not... Something where we're trying to be super cookie cutter with, uh, we just want to invite you into what we're thinking about, and what we're going through.
1: That's right. Yeah, uh, we we want the raw, uncut, unfiltered. Edition. That's right, man. So today we want to talk about desconectándome. No, I just said that wrong. Desconectándome. Is it? You kinda, where does the where I does mean, the accent where does the inflection the accent fall?
0: I don't know. I just say this, Des- desc- I, Now I can't even say. It there
1: we go that's what it is do
0: you know what that means
1: uh it's uh i know it's disconnecting myself
0: yes sir that's right and praise god for that.
1: <laughs> that that was a revelation from the holy spirit
0: yes yes it was yeah. you speak in tongues that's another
1: podcast, I guess, right, for okay. another episode for another time. We don't, we don't want to get into those. Can uh, you
0: just speak a little time nah, for I'm us not, right I now? I can't,
1: <laughs> I can't do that. We need a, we need an interpreter. I know somebody, <laughs> but they're just holding out. I'm not going to call them out by name, but I think you know him.
0: Okay, got you, got you. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, desconectándome. So,
1: that's right. We're gonna, we're gonna jump right in. Uh, for those who are familiar with this podcast. Uh, we have different segments of our show, and this one is La Plena. La Plena. So keep it real with us, man. What's on the horizon for the church plant?
0: Yeah. So, so right now, uh, as we process La Plena, real talk. My Ecuadorian shout out. Uh, right now, we're in the process of starting a a Bible study, an evangelistic Bible study, um, in the community, and we're looking to start that in March. Um And we're praying that this is a space where we can develop a launch team um, and a space where we can develop discipleship relationships, mm-hmm. uh, because right now, by God's grace, we have uh, numerous relationships with people in the neighborhood, and we want to point them to something
1: mm-hmm.
0: now that could feed their soul.
1: Yeah. That's good, man. What? I mean, if I can ask, what do what do those Bible study gatherings look like? I know we've, at the brook here, we call our gatherings real communities. Yeah. And I mean, it, it might, some days it will follow the traditional sense of a Bible study and another sense that does look different from time to time we gather. So what do those gatherings look like?
0: Yeah, for, for us... We wanted to do a just a regular Bible study. We're just opening up the word Mm -hmm. with people because um, it seems like we've been able to hear our community or the people we have relationships with. And many of them just want to learn more about the Bible, learn more about God. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we said, man, what if we did something more formal where we could do just that? Yeah. So it's that simple. That's cool, man.
1: So for, for people who are curious, uh, who've tuned in from the last episode, mm-hmm. you know, you you've shared a lot that's happened. So are there any updates? How has it been since then?
0: Yeah. So I think for us, we, we've just re-strategized. It's kind of mm-hmm. crazy after we released episode number two, where we talked about um, alcanzando la comunidad, the good and the bad, or doing outreach in the community. Mm-hmm it was crazy. I had a few people just hit me up and be like, yo, you could do this with the church. You could do that with the church. Um, And I think it was well-intentioned and, and some of it was, was good, uh, especially from people that I know and trust. Uh, But on the other side, yeah, we, we were already strategizing, even as we were kind of going through what we were going through and you could check out the episode number two and kind of see what I'm talking about to know what, what was happening with outreach Uh, but yeah now now we're at a place where we've re-strategized and Mm. now we just need to execute and the Bible study is part of that and being here in Chicago was kind of unexpected for me but Mm. I think it was God's divine plan um for what's coming next
1: yeah um man yes so I guess before we kind of jump to the next question, I also wanted to ask, how have things been relationally with, you know, some of the youth that you've been trying to connect with? Because I know relationship is, I mean, I know you value relationship and it's an important part of your ministry of wanting to engage with the community. So how's how have relationships been with uh, people that you live with?
0: Yeah. So. So I would say. In terms of the youth that we've been able to build with, um, there's kind of two different segments in our neighborhood. One, um, are kind of like the kids that I've been able to build with through soccer, and then the other has been through hooping. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 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 ones that I've been able to build with through soccer, uh, man, to just be real, I haven't seen them much. Um, not for any particular reason. It's just. I just haven't been able to to kind of go on their turf, but I have been hooping a lot recently Mm -hmm. and yeah, I've been able to connect with a lot of the the youth that, that hoop in the neighborhood. So, so that's been really cool. Uh, But I think part of it for me has been in order, I've I've kind of disconnected intentionally Mm -hmm. in order to re strategize so that, you know, um, I actually have something to bring to the table Mm. in some sense. Okay. Man,
1: so you're continuing your discipleship ministry on the court.
0: On the court. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want it, my address is. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you want it, while living in Chicago, meet me at 3105 North Oak Park Avenue. Not the city, it's Uh Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. Six oh six three four. See I know Yeah hey, I know man. you know where, where the brook is at.
1: You you remember where you were sent from.
0: I see. Some I can people do announcements right now. <laughs> Bro, we could run outreach right now.
1: <laughs> Some people forget where they came from.
0: <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm totally just playing. But shout out to the Brook, to the brook family. For real. Sure. Check out thebrookchicago.com.
1: So you're back here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You said it kind of feels weird. Uh, yeah. To disconnect from the work that you're laying out. Mario's holding it down.
0: Mario's holding it down. And for those of you who don't know, Mario's on our core team. Mm-hmm. And really, he's he's like my right hand. And he is holding it down in so many ways. So,
1: man, Shout out to Mario, bro. If you're listening, I wanted to encourage you. Keep up the good work. Keep up the good fight. Definitely miss your, your presence here. And your relationship and fellowship here. So, hope we get to catch up soon. Um, but yeah, so you're here in Chicago. Yeah. You're here to, to disconnect from the work. Did you want to disconnect from the work that you're doing in the church plant? Did you want to come back to Chicago?
0: To be real at first? No, Mm. I didn't. I didn't because my natural inclination when things don't go as planned is to try to compensate for everything that's gone wrong or. Not as planned. Mm. So I think for me personally, coming to Chicago, really just to—I don't know—recharge. It was just an opportunity that came up for the weekend or extended weekend. Was was hard. Mm-hmm. Was hard because I wanted to compensate um, for things, or I wanted to just get on, get get back on the grind, get back on my grizzly, and and. <laughs> Can do what it does, uh-huh. right. we're here right now, man. Yeah.
1: As we jump into the next segment, Ivos yeah, and you. So there, we want here. We want to, you know, in light of what's going on, want to ask how you're dealing with it. Um, before I do ask this question, you and I have grown up in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been shaped by ministry growing up in the church. Like, my dad's a pastor, your dad's a pastor. They have ways of doing ministry that looks different because of the way that they were trained, they were brought up to pastor a church. In my mind, um, this idea of rest and disconnecting from ministry, like, unless you're on sabbatical, it's just you grind it out until that sabbatical year as a pastor. You know, no matter what it is, you're you're devoted to the work that God, the, to the assignment, mm. you know, God's given. Um, and I I don't that I think it's it's noble and it's honorable to be diligent and in, in stewarding what God's called you to do to pastor and to lead this church. But I know it comes at the expense of sustainability, right? Um, so that's a sermon right there. <laughs>
0: you just said. <laughs>
1: continue so i i do want to ask um you've been you've been shaped uh by the latino church yeah. and from the conversations that we've had it sounds very similar to the korean church experience that i grew up in yeah. where we see pastors just you know you're there sunday through sunday sometimes twice on sunday right and yeah. you just grinding that out grinding and working so this idea of disconnecting from work disconnecting from your job? How have you wrestled with that?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, And let me just add something to what you just said. It's not Mm -hmm. just with a ministry per se. Many many of the contexts we come from, um, the pastor not only was a full-time pastor Mm -hmm. not getting paid, but also had a full-time job Um, at the same time. And yet we're just burning the midnight oil days on out Mm -hmm. yeah so so your question is how have i been dealing with that yeah how
1: how have you come to reconcile those two those ideas of you got to give yourself to the work of god but also you know you you have to disconnect from the work sometimes to re-strategize recharge
0: refresh yeah yeah i would say i'm not perfect at it i think that workaholism Mm -hmm. It's definitely in my bones, Mm. even though sometimes it's not in my spirit. (laughs) No, no, but I mean, in all seriousness, yeah, I think, I think workaholism for me Mm -hmm. is, is a natural way to deal with things not going my way, as I said before, and I think that if I don't have people around me, and in this case, honestly, being in Chicago, my wife telling me, yo, it's time to chill, mm-hmm. then I probably wouldn't have a healthy rhythm of rest. Yeah. And even as I'm saying that right now, this this isn't scripted. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just great shame with that, with me even being being, being um, or, or saying, Yo, it took my wife being like, yo, let's chill out. Yeah. Let's take a weekend. Let's go see people that we love and Mm -hmm. we know um, that don't necessarily just see us as church planters or pastors, like, although people here do see us as that. Yeah. But it's it's more than just that, I think. Yeah, I I think I'm still kind of getting over that, Uh just to be real. Um, but I'm I am grateful for people, not just my wife, um that yeah, just no one to tell me, Yo, take a break.
1: Yeah. I mean I think that's contrary to even some of the things that we are shaped by in society. Yeah. Like you have to grind and you have to work until you, you get the bag. Yeah. Until you accomplish what you want. And I'm sure there are people who are listening into this podcast who they resonate with that because they're pursuing their dreams. You know, entrepreneurially, education, whatever that is. This idea of rest is sometimes, like, you can't afford to rest.
0: That, and I think, and this is definitely my story, many times when you just don't feel like you've accomplished anything. Mm -hmm. You could be driven by that, or you have failed at so many things. Yeah. And you're just like, yo, I just need a win. Man, And you think the response is, yo, Mm -hmm. I just need a hustle. Mm-hmm. And in, in many ways, I've always kind of seen myself as an underdog, even mm-hmm. though that might not always be the truth. Yeah. Uh. But because I've seen myself that way, that's oftentimes motivated me to be like, yo, I'm going to get out this bed mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm going to sleep, you know, only like four hours. Yeah. Wake up, hustle, 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 Uh-huh. come back. When it's late, you know, like, it's so easy to get into yeah. that pattern.
1: Can I ask this? Yeah. Can I ask, because you, you touched on it in the last episode, and I think it resonated with people. Do you feel like that fear and that urgency, you know, it's it's motivated by money, like financial support. You have people who are giving their money, and so you feel like you need to have something to show. Nah. Okay.
0: I think I think for me it's more motivated by image.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: So it's a sort of wrestle with idolatry of self Uh or projection. Uh huh. And I think where the money comes into play is if people perceive you a certain way, it could mess up the bag. Yeah. Right. And obviously, we should care about. Our families eating. Mm-hmm. If you're in ministry or you're a pastor, or church planter, you should care about, you know, the well being of your family financially. But I think for me more than anything, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 that image piece. Mm-hmm. Like I don't wanna come off a certain way. Yeah.
1: So I wanna I do wanna ask, like how, how have have you been able to disconnect from the work of church plants since you've been here in Chicago?
0: So I've been here a whole night mm-hmm. or afternoon and night. I got here yesterday afternoon. And to be real, not really. And, and and what I mean by that is I haven't been able to just get my mind off things. Like while I'm on the plane, I'm like thinking about, oh, man, I got to do this, that, and the third. But my baby's crying. So it's like, man, I need to tend to my crying baby. Mm-hmm. I'll get to whatever later. I land, I want to do my thing, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, yo, I need to chill. And my wife wants to chill. My my wife's family, which is now my family, wants to chill. Mm -hmm. My daughter needs me. So I think for me, I haven't been able to rest because I have felt like I'm constantly wrestling. With trying to work uh, and feeling yeah. guilty for not working, mm-hmm. but at the same time knowing that yo, I do need to chill. Yeah.
1: That's good.
0: And technically, I guess yeah. I'm working right now. Yeah,
1: man. <laughs> I I want to ask. That, I guess this is a more of a pastoral question because yeah. I think it, it it can help me too, even as I as I walk with people as I'm you know talking with people how because i'm looking at you and angelica you guys are disconnecting from west palm beach but you're not disconnecting to go vacation somewhere else you're actually coming back to chicago where a lot of your community is a lot of people who you love and the church that sent you out so i guess how do you I, i i think the way that people look at disconnecting is disconnecting from everybody But there's this danger of even disconnecting from, like, the church body, disconnecting from community. So can you speak into the importance of disconnecting but not disconnecting from your community, from church family, you know, family? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. I think there's a difference between solitude and isolation. Mm. Right? So like solitude Yeah Solitude is where we're able to reconnect with what's most important Mm. In this case God I think isolation is being completely alone Yeah And I would even say it's a push in rebellion against connecting with God and with God's people Mm. And that's not a good thing yeah, Even even when you look at the Bible, before sin even entered into the world, mm-hmm. this should minister to you especially hey,
1: right I now. I feel it right now. Your
0: See, Adam, Come on. he had a job. <laughs> <laughs> See, Adam had a purpose. He was sending that garden. Come on. Naming these animals. <laughs> Man, he had the presence of God. Yeah, see, he had purpose and presence. Come on, but then God gave him a partner. Why? Because God said it's not good for man to be alone, hmm. right? And yeah. that's even with the presence of God. Yeah, yeah. Right. So Adam wasn't isolated from God at that point. Uh huh. He actually had the presence of God with him. Mm-hmm. He was connected. Mm-hmm. Right. We need to. I think practice solitude because we're so easily distracted from things but adam was different in that he had the presence of god Uh he had that space but yet even still he needed the presence of another human being Mm. so man hey i'm preaching to myself
1: we're gonna save the time for for offering and giving at the (laughs) end so just hold off on that hold off on that but I appreciate. But I, give I, to the light. West. That's homies, true. Though, give to more. the light. <laughs> we'll plug that in right now, and then we'll plug it in at the end. At the end, <laughs> man. But I appreciate you making that distinction of isolation and solitude.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, I guess as you come to Chicago, in this time of solitude, what have, what are some things that you've been learning, processing, thinking
0: through? I think right now, as of right now. I've processed two things, one, how much of a control freak I really am? I wanna control my life, control my situation. I'm thinking about, man, did I leave the light on in the apartment uh, literally uh uh-huh. two yo, me not being there this weekend, Could we really afford that relationally? are we losing kind of yeah. steam mm-hmm. uh, so man, there's so many things I wanna control. So, yeah. so I think that's the first thing God has revealed to me. The second thing I think that God has revealed to me is how fearful I really am. Mm-hmm. So like I've since being here, I've had this like thing. It's like a tick where I'm just like constantly checking my phone mm-hmm. for like bad news. Like oh, this didn't go out as planned. This uh, didn't go as yeah. planned. Or I don't know, whatever. And it's like a place where I'm like. Because I can't control anything. Mm -hmm. Are things going bad? I don't know.
1: Right, right. So. Man, I think you you touched on something that a lot of people um, identify with, and that's the area of control. Yeah. And I mean, I know for you, it's not, I'm sure it's not just know, with this task of church planting, but I know it's in every area of your life. I know for, for myself, that's still an area that I'm learning to let go of control in my life. I'm reminded of this passage in Psalm 127. You know, Psalms, for, for people who are listening, don't know what, what Psalms are. These are prayers and songs that the people of Israel sang and prayed. Sometimes as they went up into the temple to worship, Uh, Other times they sung those songs while they were worshiping, but these were also prayers that helped them to get through. But also they they really shed light and understanding about who God is and what he's done for the people of Israel in their history. Um, And so this passage comes to mind, actually. Psalm 127, it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, Mm. the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects the city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. Mm. And that I, I, that passage really does strike that chord about this idea of control, working so hard at the expense of rest for you to achieve, which it doesn't mean that you shouldn't work hard. I think it's it's admirable and that's something that we should do is be diligent to work um and pursuing excellence but you know like this psalm reminds us is that unless God has that which he does unless God has um planned it out and purposed it you're just working for nothing mm. you know you're you're wasting yourself you're burning yourself out for something that you know, God has not either given his blessing towards or is not something that he has clearly showed or called for you to do Um, so this idea of control with with life and with church planting i'm sure I, i know that 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 passage really to me speaks into that not to say that god has not spoken or blessed your endeavors of church planting but i know sometimes in the work and getting caught up in um, the strategy of everything, you can forget to seek God. You can forget to, you know, pray and ask the Lord, what is exactly the strategy that you want us to go with? How? What is your way of reaching the community? What is your way of reaching these people, rather than our own way?
0: Right. Yeah, because if not, then we're we're mini gods, mm-hmm. or we're trying to be. Mm-hmm. Many gods, and I think I think a good question that we should ask ourselves because we live in a culture where we live like in a hashtag, like no days off, right? right. Ryan, let's get let's get the back, okay. no off days, right? Let's hustle. Uh-huh. You know, we see that even in the church, mm-hmm. right? I think many of us don't know how to rest, and and just to be real, like I didn't even come into this concept of rest until like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. so and it was something that I never saw a model real well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if if I'm just being honest yeah man right so like having this unhealthy pattern of rest mm-hmm. is, first of all it's just a horrible place to be in but then some of us don't even know how to do that so how do we even do that yeah I think it's a good question uh, when we do right uh-huh. when we do come to that place where we're like I'm trying to be in control uh huh I'm fearful. That's mm-hmm. why I'm trying to be in control. Right. I can't predict the outcome. But I, my body, my mm-hmm. mind, people around me are telling me, yo, you need to chill. Mm-hmm. Take a weekend. Yeah. Take a week. Right? Like, what do we do?
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And I think that's where, going back to Elijah, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I think uh, chapter 19 of, of First Kings gives us the way that God Mm-hmm. made Elijah rest. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is different. Elijah was leaving mm-hmm. his 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 assignment mm-hmm. because he was afraid. And I think for us, whether we're grinding because we're mm-hmm. afraid or we're retreating from what God has told us to do because mm-hmm. we're afraid. I think if you just read the chapter, you, you're able to see how God actually intends for us to rest. Mm-hmm. And what happens when we the way that he calls us to. Yeah.
1: Man, I, I love that. Um, and I like what you said about oftentimes, I mean, for young, I mean, we're still young. Yeah. We're still young. Um, as people who are, you know, who feel this call towards ministry and about pastoring, you know, I, I agree with you. Like, I haven't seen that modeled well. I haven't seen that being example or, or taught well as a pastor, as a leader. Um, And it was recently, actually, that I remember hearing in a sermon because I think what this gets at is that the ministry uh, and and the church does not rise and fall on us because then if we work, what it makes it feel like is that this won't be successful without us. Right. Whereas the Psalm, Psalm 127, actually reminds us that, no. God is the one who sets that precedent. He's the one who allows it to be successful or fails. So I'm reminded like this. This is uh, I was hearing at a at a conference. Dr. Maurice Watson was telling us he he was preaching and gave us a story that you know he was on vacation with his family mm. and then the church that he was pastoring at the time somebody had passed and they were asking him to do the funeral. Mm. And he was saying that, you know, he was he they were on vacation to rest from ministry. And so he was telling us that he had made the decision to leave and to to officiate this funeral. But looking back at it, he regrets because what he saw was the sadness and the brokenness of his daughters, of his wife, that he was leaving the family, leaving the family time of rest to be together to take care of. Um, you know, his, his of, of officiating this service. Um, and what he was really getting at was, was that point of that ministry does not rise and fall on you. And he says, you want proof, just go ahead and die and see what happens to your <laughs> ministry, you know. And I think so much so often we're so tied down to think that the, the success of the church lies on our shoulders. And it's dependent on us, whereas in reality, it's actually dependent on God, dependent on the Holy Spirit.
0: Right. You know, it's crazy. Like, I just thought about the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh-huh. It, it talks a lot about, like, the the labor that you do. Mm-hmm. Right? How Like, it's it's vanity because you can work, 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 work. Yeah. And then when you die, yo, somebody's going to take that on uh-huh. and they'll probably squander it. Mm-hmm. Right, so like, one of, uh, one of the things that that book even reminds us about is just to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yo, it's crazy. When I first moved to West Palm, I was like ready to go, baby. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take over the city. You know, like <laughs> I mean, never say that, right? But like, you, it's almost like sometimes you get function that way. But I remember. I was going through the book of Ecclesiastes and reading that and being like, yo,
1: Mm. this is so true. Something to bring you back down.
0: Yeah, because we could plant a dope church. Yeah. And I believe that we will. By God's grace, Lord willing. But, I could die. My wife could die. You know, we can serve for 23 years and then, what? Mm -hmm. Somebody take it on. Yeah. Destroy it. And I think it's the same thing with like business owners, right? How many mm-hmm. stories do do we hear mm-hmm. of business owners who own that bodega, own that panaderia, mm-hmm. and they killed it. Right. People in the neighborhood love them. Uh-huh. They could have planted 50 churches because they were just that part of the community. Yeah. If they really wanted to, then their child takes over the business mm-hmm. and then just squanders it. Yeah. Right? Like, so I think it's the same thing in the church world. And I think that's why the Bible is really adamant about us Mm -hmm. enjoying time. Yeah. Not just, you know, I don't know, grinding all the time. So, so bringing it back to how do we rest? I think part of rest is not just connecting with God and connecting with people that you love and that love you and that know God. But I think it's also enjoying Mm -hmm. the good things.
1: Right. Right. to enjoy
0: yeah who
1: who you're partnered with enjoy the process of it as as uh grueling it at it can be at sometimes um, i'm sure there's a lot of moments where it's just a lot of fun to be church planting and kind of to go back it's yeah it's you know, the the chance that somebody might squander it but even the chance that somebody takes it on and Grows it and multiplies it in ways that you could not have imagined. I think it really does show that it, it it's it's a humbling reminder that it does not depend on you for it to flourish, or to to succeed, or even fall.
0: Right. Man, I gotta change some things in my schedule now yeah. as I hear you speak yeah. this weekend. Mm-hmm. Cause right now, like I'm resting. But the agreement me and wifey made was that I would be able to do certain things mm-hmm. here and there to check up on stuff. But after hearing you talk, man, in real time, your unction is working. <laughs> your fire and your Shekinah <laughs> is overflowing <laughs> in an abundance. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a prophet in the Nah, bro. Come on, And man. a king. Because he worships the greatest prophet and priest oh, and king of man. all, Jesus. And that just overflows <laughs> over his head and over his little peach fuzz beard. So come on, man. Why you got to do me like and that, bro? see him. Come on. And when he speaks that word, hey. he changes <laughs> lives in real time. And that's why, even as he spoke. Psalm 127, I felt it in my bones. He was spoken speaking to my situation without even knowing. And by application, I'm canceling some things. Oh, help me. Man. Can we pass the plate into my man's Venmo, Cash App, PayPal? Can we do that right now? Not because he's asking of it, but because... A laborer is worth his wages. Come Yo, on. if the ox that, can eat out of what they grind, no, just like, that, that
1: Peach Fuzz comment, man, took me <laughs> out, bro. <laughs> not all of us are blessed with that anointing that some people have. We don't have beards. I barely have a beard. I'm talking to you, Pastor Eric, Eric Rivera, not everybody's got the anointing of that beard. Nah, we don't. And you have any final words for our listeners, bro?
0: I hope that our listeners see that oh, we're not perfect as pastors, church planters, man. If you're a church planter, you're a pastor, man, I hope that you can own wrestling. Mm -hmm. And, and I hope that people don't see this again. We said this last show, we're not talking about this because we're experts. Um, If anything, man, I just realized even as we do this show, like part of it is open space for for even me and Josh to just realize what we need at any given moment. Mm -hmm. And right now, I think think God is just telling me just to chill Mm man. relax. That's all I got, man. That's a good word. Should we do that ending of the show and make it official? Let's do it. Well, this is a good time to pause mm-hmm. our Aravinta experience. experience. Uh, this is a podcast, again, that just documents the church planting journey. Right now, we're talking about resting, disconnecting in order to rest in God and with other people. And uh, that's something that me as a church planter uh, needs needs wife needs it a core team needs it we hope that people who begin to join the church plant see that they need um, just in their own lives and if you are listening to this and you're like man i want to connect to the light west palm beach how can i do that what must i do
1: tell us what must we do to
0: connect as i disconnect myself from the distraction of life well you can go Uh join the church you can give. You uh-huh. can donate to the ministry at the light West Palm Beach dot churchcenter dot com backslash giving. Uh huh. I could repeat that, or you could just rewind. I'll just let you rewind that piece.
1: It'll also be in the notes at the bottom or in the description of the podcast episode.
0: That's true. And then we don't have a G for this last way that you can connect, but you can pray for us. You can grow in prayer.
1: Man, we can just make up a word.
0: You can grind in prayer.
1: I like that. Grind in prayer. Grind in prayer. Send us your thoughts. Yeah. Listeners.
0: Let us know. Uh, so, yeah, again, this will all be in the show notes of our contact um, or with our contact and in giving info. Um, and then also email us at podcast at com for any questions or comments about this show. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a high rating on all streaming platforms. Um, This episode was brought to you by World Outspoken. Um, And World Outspoken, as was said earlier, is a nonprofit uh, preparing the Mestizo Church, the mixed church for cultural change um, in our communities, congregations, and cities. See how they have a okay. triple C? They got the
1: triple C. We need triple Gs. Not the boxer, though.
0: <laughs> even though the boxer is nice. I ain't even gonna lie. Maybe we should do like a boxing episode. I was just talking to my trainer. Uh-huh. And he I, he was like, yo, we should do a podcast. I was like, yo, that'd be dope. Uh, maybe we'll have him on the show one day.
1: That'd be cool. We can bring in the world of boxing and how that pertains to church planting.
0: Or we can like live stream an actual boxing match between me and you.
1: No, <laughs> and I don't throw hands with the bishop in
0: between rounds.
1: Will I hit a bishop?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you better not. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> if you want your anointing to be canceled, <laughs> no, nah, but yo, check this out. Uh, there's a podcast that is starting their third season on the world outspoken season three, yes. And it's on the World Outspoken Podcast Network. Go on, on com, and check out the Mestizo Podcast mm-hmm. hosted by my man, Emmanuel. Should I say his nickname? Wait, now, that's what's his middle name. His middle name. Is that his actual Yeah. Emmanuel Ricky Padilla and Dr. Elizabeth Conde Frazier. So check them out and check out the rest of the content where I spoken.com. This That's is right. our time.
1: This is our time. Thank you for joining us. Well,
0: we hope to have you next episode. Adios. Adios. <laughs>